And just like that, we're in 2023. Wow. <laughs> I, I should have had some confetti shoot out right there at the beginning of the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just was your cool sound effects? Air, air horn it up. There we go. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing this morning? It's this morning for me. It's the end of the day for you guys. So It is. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Likewise. Yeah. Anybody do anything exciting during their, their holiday time off? I think Pete, you I managed to get ill on Christmas Day. I, su- I survived oh, Christmas Day up until like 6 p.m. and then I got ill. So that's good. That's a success. Yeah. Uh, I spent the week before Christmas getting ready for Christmas by escaping from the world. Uh, my <laughs> wife, Claire, and I went to a cottage in Northumbria, which is in the, um, what do they call it? The dark skies area, you know, where there's no light pollution or anything. So it was nice. absolute bliss. And then we came back just before Christmas to the absolute chaos that is Christmas. So. <laughs> and now we're full tilt, pedal the metal in 2023. So, yeah, we were talking about some craziness already. The FAA is having problems here in the States. So if you had to travel by airplane today, good luck. I think, Pete, you found was the Royal Mail's having issues over there today. Oh, so. Scott, that was <laughs> he's like yeah it's not a one-day occurrence i guess so they must just get to the stage where they're like ah f it it's it's a a computer problem it's yeah nothing to do with us yeah they just blame it all on the computer guy and everybody says okay so everyone does yeah good stuff yeah hard to believe it scott and i were you were talking we cannot believe it's 2023 already uh we're i just feel i'm with you i just feel like i'm getting into the swing of 2023 this week um yeah lots of exciting stuff coming up for 2023 so in that vein i thought what we would do is talk about goals and new year's resolutions or whatever we want to call it this time of year um but I see it being still a pain point uh, for so many folks uh, around goal setting. Uh, so I thought what we would do is just bounce some ideas about maybe trying something a little bit different, um, something that might work a little bit better, especially for most of our audience, which are IT folks. Uh, our brains tend to think a little bit differently. Um, so I, I like again, I just wanted to talk about are there ways where we might be able to do something differently? And I know Richard, you've got a lot to talk about with goals and productivity and things, and uh, probably have some great ideas to share with the audience today. So uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off if you wouldn't mind? Uh, sure. to throw you out on the spot. I, like I, I look up to you and your, your productivity uh, guru for me. Uh, I've learned oh, a lot you, from mate. you. So yeah, well, I've I've learned an awful lot from. I'm going to self you know say that some of the best people in the industry have spent time with me sort of sharing me now i am the world's biggest procrastinator i've talked about this on the show before so i've had to work really hard at goal setting and you know productivity and things of that nature uh you know throughout my career to to get to where i have so i'm honored that you look up to me in that respect andrew but i'm telling everybody out there that i am having to work so hard to actually get stuff done because <laughs> it's in my basic nature not to do stuff. But when it comes to to goals, one of the things that, that I've learned and done for the past few years, and I think Scott has done this as, as well this time around, every year I set myself what I call my three words. And so I've got my three words for, for 2023 that I've shared 
um, with uh, with everyone publicly, basically. Uh, but every year, basically, I set out three words that are going to be not so much goals, but guidelines or a way that, you know, buffers that can put me in the right direction for the goals I actually want to achieve. Hope that makes sense. So if I share with you my three words for 2023, and obviously I'm no longer an MSP uh, here, but this is something I did when I was an MSP and it served me really, really well. So my, if I actually, if I share my three words for 2022, first of all, they were subtract, forgiveness and fun. So I think a, uh, a couple of those are fairly self-explanatory, sort of forgiveness and fun. Subtract was I wanted to look at my year and remove things, remove the relationships, remove the the day-to-day tasks, remove the activities that I were, was doing that no longer served me. And so many of you know, you know, I stepped down. Uh, from the tech tribe because uh, I was uh, neglecting my own business, perhaps to a, a degree, and I went to less business events, uh, uh, less IT conferences, just so I could free some of my time up. So I look back uh, at 2022, and those three words served me really, really well. So my three words for 2023 that I put out there are share, slow, and student. And the summaries of those were share. I want to share more of my story, my knowledge, my routines, my habits, and my contacts. I want to share them through blogs, uh, podcasts, and things of that nature, uh, because it gives me a, a great deal of pleasure. As and Andrew, you've just said, you know, you look up to the productivity. Other people have shared with me, and now I hope I get the opportunity to share my routines and things with other people as well. And I hope that helps them. Slow, I think, is a, an evolution of subtract there. I want to politely decline more. I want to do less. I want to think and reflect more and just enjoy a slower pace of life. I'm really intrigued to hear in the chat who else wants to slow down in 2023, because I think after the pandemic and a hell of a 2022, most people I know want to slow down to a degree. And student, my third word, I want to be more curious. Uh, I want to overcome this resistance to being a beginner and looking a little bit like an idiot when I start out things uh, uh, for the first time there. So I'm doing lots of courses and loads of new things, both personally and professionally. So uh, hope that makes sense, guys. My three words for 2023 there. And it's a good, it, I've always found it's a good guideline. And it's something I learned from uh, New York Times bestselling author Chris Brogan. Who first put that idea in front of me but maybe that'll resonate with some people man that's a that's a name i haven't heard in a long time i met chris man that was probably 2011. he was at a keynote in columbus where i had my it business i got to meet him so yeah he's I haven't, a great I, great guy yeah he is he is fantastic so yeah I, it rockstars agrees with you has that procrastination problem as well uh <laughs> His three words are make more money. I'm going to come back to that in a minute because I think, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a uh, minute. Sure. So, but no, those, those are great having three keywords. I'm down to one. I'll share that in a couple minutes. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, Scott, Pete, who wants to go next and kind of share what your thoughts are on goal setting, how you're tackling that this year, uh, whether or not you're going to keep it the same as last year. I know it's like, <laughs> which directions? He's got me. He's got me. I should have yeah. gone bunny up and then there, whoever was left. There you go. Um, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll just pick you here. There we go. So whoever I go. pick on camera, go. 
<laughs> well, so I, I looked at our, our chat for what we're going to talk about today as well. And it's like, should we just abandon goals? Um, and should we, you know, just forget about them and not bother? And I'm like, no, heck no, you need, you need to put things down. And there's some statistics somewhere that'll say, hey, you know, if, um, you know, the, the more people are successful and 10 times more successful if they write down their goals and, and you know, than people who don't write down their goals. But Regardless of that, I think like that simple adage of what gets measured gets done is is so true. And I think we're really able to just breeze from like like we just said, somehow it's 2023. Somehow we're halfway through winter. Somehow we've we've had a pandemic in the last two years. Like if you're not making plans, you'll just breeze from one situation to the next. And also I, th I think especially in like the IT world, we can end up with a lot of firefighting. We'll just enjoy those quiet moments of calm until the next crisis comes along and you end up just crisis managing rather than actually being tactical about what you want for the year. Um, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? Just before Christmas, we talked about planning in your holidays for the year. I'm done. My, my holidays are planned in. They're all blocked out in the calendar for the whole year. Eight weeks of holiday. Oh, my. Yeah. Woo! They're there. They're already in. Um, so that like, because we do this, the entire room behind me has just gone, he's taking eight weeks off. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, but, but because we, we always do that, that like owner, manager, whatever it is thing where we go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll find my holidays as I go through the year and I'll find time. And the, the, you don't. So putting them in now that's booked, that's done. They're all booked in. Um, the same for those, um, you know, financial goals that we talked about again just before Christmas of saying, well, you know, as the owner, I'll pay myself some dividends when there's some money. And we talked about like profit first and making sure that we're putting that money aside all the time. That whole thing of what gets measured gets done. I think you have to have plans. And I'm a big fan, not that we do it like um, regularly here in, in Cloud Nexus, but I'm a big fan of traction. So Gina Wickman's approach of just setting those goals. What is it that you want to achieve in three to five years? Okay, what is it you need to achieve then in the shorter term? What is it you need to achieve this year? And then, okay, well, this quarter in the next 90 days, what are the things that you want to achieve? Let's get those documented. Let's communicate those to the entire team. And then now we're all kind of playing towards in the same direction. But again, you know, I find that when I speak to MSP owners, they're just so busy. The idea of, of, of stopping to plan might happen, but then to communicate that and to break it down and to distribute it to the entire team so everyone's on the same wavelength, that doesn't happen as often as it should. And so I think it's really, really important for us to get those goals down and get them get them on the plan. Um, I did have two little glib comments, though, that I thought are, are, are perfect for this because you always have to adapt. And so either you can choose from no plan survives first contact with the enemy from uh, Helmuth von Moltke the Elder, right, in uh, 1890. Um, or you can have... Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, Mike Tyson. Um, so you've, you've got to be adapted, right? But that's why it's great in traction. You think about what you want to achieve in three years, in one year, and then in 90 days. And then depending on your success in those 90 days, you can pivot, right? And you can see how things are going to go because we all know IT. It changes all the time. Everything shifts all the time. Your vendors are getting acquired. Microsoft have announced 10% price hikes, all the, all the fun stuff. Um, 
So you have to be adaptable, but that is no excuse to not plan, right? Get planning, set your goals. What is it you want to achieve? Definitely book those holidays in um, and make a plan for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Grove's a, the traction book uh, for him uh, for sure. So, yeah, I think it's, I, I agree with you there uh, to some extent. To some extent, I, I got a little change of mindset on, on that, you know, based upon just coaching those in the IT space. Uh, Pete, but we'll let you go first. Or, yeah, next. We'll throw you yeah, up sure. on the screen. So so. I, I, I've said this a few times. Like, What we do every year is we sit down, we plan out our coming year. So much like Scott's done, we've already planned out our holidays for the next kind of coming 12 months or so. We've got basically booking one holiday in a quarter. So at least we know we've got those kind of things to look forward to. Um, the thing I've had, and, and I was even sitting up last night, it kept me awake last night, just going back and forth over things of, I, I know that I work too much. I'm, I'm a workaholic. I enjoy working too much, but then I also enjoy like the other things like not working and like family and all the other kind of things. So I keep going back and forth between like, kind of what, what Richard goes to there, like slowing down and just not having to do as much constantly. Like there's, um, I, I think um, Scotty Miller from uh, the IT Rockstar said there, like his three words were make more money. And it's just that that's always like in the back of my mind, like make more money, why wouldn't you? But then why do you need to make more money constantly? Like I'm kind of, we're fine where we are. Um, and I think I said in a few times last time, my my goal really is to sustain what I've got. So I'm not looking to grow and expand and like hire loads of people or do anything like that. And I know it's a bit different to an MSP side of things. But, but not necessarily, because if you're comfortable where you are, there's no reason to push and grow and do all those kind of things. It's always a good idea to, you know, take on new clients, because then if you happen to have any fall off from any clients that glow, then you've got some, you know, some, some clients to replace that. But you don't have to go full pelts, working every hour under the sun just to grow for the sake of growing. Just be happy with where you are. And I keep, I keep, to, I keep telling myself that, I am happy where I am and I don't need to do all these extra things. I'm like, there's a new product I'm come out, coming out with. There's a, um, so there's a, a video marketing course. I did, I've done cohort one of the video marketing course, which went really, really well. It, you know, did, did some good money for me. So it's like, great. Okay. Money. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I need to do this four times a year. So I was going to do it in January and I just haven't had time to get the back end stuff set up. And now I'm kind of in my mind, we're like panicking and rushing going, well, I need to do it in January. I need to do it. And I don't like I can I can push it to February. I can push it to March. It doesn't really matter. I just need to slow down and just pay attention to myself and know, well, hey, if I if I don't have the time, I don't want to then give up my evenings for the next week or two trying to do it when I'm losing out on my family time and seeing the kids and wife. And, you know, I, I actually did take this morning off. I went to we had breakfast with my wife in a, in a restaurant. It was lovely. And I could have not done that and gone. I'm too busy. I, I need to do this thing. I'm going to go and do the do the automations or whatever it was. So I think very much it's about, it is about slowing down this year. Um, and it's also about taking more care of myself. And I've seen quite a lot of people, and this is the whole like typical January thing though. Um, I'm going to take more care of myself. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get get really muscly and you know, all those kind of things that everyone hopes. And God, I went to the gym last night. There was literally one person on every single machine in the gym. There was no space whatsoever. <laughs> So that really put me off. I'm really hoping people don't, you know, stick to their uh, January uh, resolutions for too much longer. Um, so yeah, it is really to take the time off, go spend some time in the gym, exercise. That's probably the main thing. Um, you know, there's loads of people, and actually, like the whole the whole mental health thing. Um, I, I will say, you know, I 
I was quite shocked when I speak to lots of my friends most of the time and they're 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 all kind of taking various kind of medications and you know obviously they're struggling with mental health and but they've been doing it since like school days so you know they're 30s and 40s now so they've been taking 20 years worth of these things to you know keep them going essentially and many of them don't do things like exercise they don't work out and I feel that and this might be a thing so I, I I'm fortunate enough to have not suffered from those kind of things that badly but I always feel that an exercise you know you're having an exercise routine is a really good way of you know kicking out the cobwebs and just really getting a bit of a clear mind it helps me clear my head um, when I'm doing those kind of things and um, I need to do it again but even like playing ice hockey just doing something where you can't think about the worries in your life whether that's like work or family or home or whatever it is if you're playing a sport and certainly for ice hockey when people are shouting at you and you're trying not to fall over and try not you know trying not to hit someone i guess you've got to try and hit someone in ice hockey that's how it works but <laughs> going through something like that where you can't focus on the other stuff and you're just focusing on the thing that you're doing at that moment that i found to be a really really good kind of whether it's a distraction but it's also like a really enjoying uh, enjoying thing to do and and do those kind of sports so uh, yeah so planned out a bit of the year. I've got some goals. I've got some holidays and things booked in. Um, I've got a few business trips booked in as well. We've got some kind of uh, going to Vid Summit next year in Dallas. And there's also, um, which I missed out on this year, and I felt really gutted for missing it, CES in uh, in Vegas. Not because it's in Vegas, but because there's tons of cool stuff in there as well. But so we're going to pre-book those kind of things. I might be taking out some kind of studio slash office space this year. That's like the only other thing I'm thinking of um, in terms of kind of business plans. But then like it changes constantly. And, and I guess this is the thing. You don't have to come up with a plan and stick to it. Like I said, last night, I was literally sat there going, well, hang on. I'm paying for, uh, I've got someone that's helping me out like with the, the content, the scheduling. I'm, I've got a video editor. Uh, I do all these things. And I could just sack everybody and halve the amount of work I'm doing and still probably earn the same amount of money. And then right. I'm like, oh, that, that looks really attractive. But then like, that's like, a two minute thought and then i'm like back onto the next thing like what's the next thing i can come up with so it is a constant yeah absolute back and forth all the time i would say give it two more weeks the gym will be empty that's, yeah. that's typically how it is people give up on yeah. their new year's resolutions come february 1st i think i read that last week and that's kind of what put me down this track with goal setting was and when it was something astronaut was like 68 to 72 percent of people give up on their new year's resolutions by february 1st so I thought about, you know, I thought about that in just in terms of why is that the case? And I think I think those numbers are actually higher in the MSP space, to be honest with you, just because of what Scott said. You get in that fire mode, you get in that, okay, it's a new year, it doesn't really matter. Those things don't don't tend to slow down for you uh, very much. But I think where we get caught up in the goals is that, you know, we set them, but I think for a large amount of people, it, they're very arbitrary. They do it just because, okay, I got to look, okay, so I, I got to be like everybody else. And I think it's especially prevalent in peer groups where you set goals based upon, okay, I got I to gotta be at least equal to everybody else. And for me, my, you know, going back, Richard, my, my word for the year, I can only think in terms of one these days, uh, the older I get. My word this year is calm. And I think it, 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 it echoes what you guys are talking about here in doing less and really evaluating the things I'm doing. Am I being efficient? And, you know, do I really need to take on more? Uh, and really scaling down the things that, that give me energy, not take away. Uh, so that, that's, that's my mindset for, for this year. 
Last year, I didn't, I, I didn't set any goals. That was my first year of not setting goals at all. And I think, you know, Robert Gibbons, if he's watching this, he, he kind of, he, he was kind of curious about that, but I was just like, you know, this year I'm not going to set any goals. I'm not going to say I didn't have things I wanted to accomplish, but I didn't set goals. Uh, for me, I took a little bit different track in building systems versus setting goals. And that changed things for me in, in that in, instead of getting caught up on that end point, I enjoyed the process of creating this system to get where I wanted to go. And I think that kind of goes back to Scotty uh, uh, from IT Rockstars to make more money. That's a, common, that's a common goal that I hear, especially with coaching. As you ask somebody, what's your, what are your goals for this year? You know, obviously one of them is always around money. But they're very arbitrary. I want to, you know, I want to make a million dollars. I want to get to a million dollars in turnover. But they don't really have a plan to get there. And if they don't get there, then it becomes, they beat themselves up. You get that, you know, hit to your mental health, your self-worth. But I thought, you know, if we attack that from a perspective of building systems, because that's what we're good at. We IT guys, are, we're great at building systems. But I think, you know, I love the book Traction for me, but for a lot of nimble MSPs, it's a lot. If you're going to implement Traction as a book, uh, the entire thing anyway. But I think if you pick and choose the things that are in that book, and a, a lot of it is about creating systems. And if you create a system for making money, then guess what? I don't need to set an arbitrary goal of I want to make a million dollars. But if I build a system of marketing and sales and enjoy that process along the way, I don't need to recreate that, that system next year. I have a system and it sounds like you've got that dialed in for being able to have a system of generating income. Now it's, it's maintenance and you know, that, that constant, I got to have more, I got to have more, uh, mentality. I kind of gave that up a while ago. <laughs> it's just. Now you get to a certain point in your life where it, enough is enough. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, so for it me, is that's so easy, though, isn't it? It is. Social media, and like you say, you're hanging out in your peer groups, and they're all like, I've done a million this year. I'm going to, of course, aim for more next year. It's going to be 1.2 next year. Yep. And it's always more and more. It's, it's such a difficult thing to not get swept up into. It, it never is. stops. It never stops either as well. I remember hearing Tim Ferriss uh, talk about um, he was trying to put together a retreat of uh, himself and billionaire friends. You know, can you imagine the idea of all these billionaires getting together on an island? And he actually, I think he built an island in the Bahamas, somewhere like that. Hey, we'll all get together. We'll have a few days rest and relaxation and we'll have a couple of days planning and go forward. And, you know, some of his billionaire friends got back to him and said, I'd love to but I can't make the time. Think about that for a minute. If you are a billionaire and you can't make the time to go and do something nourishing, how much is, is enough? <laughs> yeah. So Scott, you know, your three words make more money. You know, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think that money is an intrinsic motivator in of itself. And you can just keep adding and adding and adding. And there's an example of billionaires who can't make the time to go and do something they'd love to do because they need more money. What's all that about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and it is, 
it was hard for me because that's like when I started to get towards December, I looked at all of the people that I coached in, in last year and in the end of 2021. And that was always the common one. The revenue goal was the one that drove everybody because there's that perception and it's just that weird perception. If I get to 500,000 in revenue or a million dollars in revenue, something magical is going to happen. And, but when you sit down and help them see that I would rather have a hundred and and the the sad thing is, is they're not even paying themselves well. You know, these guys, you hit a million dollars in revenue, but if you're only getting $60,000 check to me, that's idiotic. I'm like, I can, I can do a lot of different things for 60 grand a year and not work 80 hours a week. Uh, so for me, it's just, I try to help people see that, the, you know, if you build a system for generating revenue, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at that point how much revenue it is. If you're giving, you're getting what you need out of it, a business that works for you. Um, and I think that, you know, that's where attacking it from a systems perspective, I think that made perfect sense. And the people that I've helped implement that and think about systems and, and have the joy in creating the systems they enjoy the process and guess what? They ended up getting more revenue out of it because you've built that, that system. Um, and I think, you know, touching on that, uh, Stephen McCormick said from a mental health perspective, I think setting aspirations are better than setting rigid goals because you can beat yourself up if you fail to meet your goals. If you make project progress toward your aspirations, it's something to be proud of. And I think that's, that's a, it's a big thing for it folks. We beat ourselves up a lot when we don't hit goals and, uh, you know, but especially, you know, Pete, you've seen that on the YouTube side where people want subscribers, they want brand deals. Like there's so many things that you can't control. And I think revenue is one of those things in the MSP space. There's so many variables that if you don't have the systems in place, you're like, you're never going to hit that goal. That will always be something you beat yourself up at the end of the year, in the beginning of the next year, and it just that that cycle domin- dominoes. Um, so, what do you guys think about you know building building systems versus setting goals? Do you guys have you know maybe a different perspective on that, uh, or just a, something one, else to share around it? A, a quick point, and then I'll hand across to you, Pete, because he just reminded me, Andrew and and Pete talking about systems versus goals. So I saw um, James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, and he presented at IT Nation uh, in Orlando uh, last year. Brilliant, as always. I've seen his presentation a number of times. Fantastic book for anybody uh, who, like me, is a big procrastinator and needs some help building those systems. But James, I believe, I'm going to butcher, paraphrase his uh, quote here, but he basically said that habits are only as good as the systems that underpin them. In other words, what tends to happen is you fall down when motivation is low or whatever to whatever your system is. So to Pete's point of view here, there's going to be days where you don't feel like getting up and going out to the gym. But if you set your equipment up the night before, sorry, your your outfit, your, your gym equipment and stuff like that, and you can just put your shoes on and go out the door, you do stuff. So we can't work by willpower alone. So for the MSP community, what that means is your systems have to be that bottom line that just says, come hell or high water, things are going to get done and don't rely on willpower because it will run out. As as Andrew just said, Pete's going to go back to the gym in a couple of weeks and lo and behold, all of those machines are going to be available for him to use. <laughs> yeah, that you Sorry, actually Trent. touched on. That's where I started. It got me down this track of building systems versus setting goals. And just, you know, I did a podcast Sunday about it. 
but yeah, it was that comment there that I, I was watching a video of James Clear a couple weeks ago, and that really got me thinking. It's just that's a better way of attacking it. And last year, I felt like I, did, I for the first time probably in my career that I did that. I was able to take literally half of the month, half of the uh, half of the year last year. I didn't create content. I didn't work. Like I, you know, renovated my house. You know, did this stuff here. But the systems I had put in place allowed me. I made as much revenue last year, taking half the year off, as I did in 2021. Mm. So it's those light bulb moments. I'm like, okay, I'm like you, Pete. How do, how do I keep that going? Uh, where you can do less and make more, and uh, and there's no growth hack to it. It's just the things, the systems I had put in place to generate revenue were there, so that it allowed me to take time off. Uh, and it was it was good because you know there were bits of last year that I needed it, helping my son through. Uh, mental health crisis. If I hadn't had those systems in place, I wouldn't have been able to take the time to help him. And, you know, I think that it's, if we think from that perspective, it'll be better for us mentally. It'll be better for our, our wallets if, if we do those things. So I'm going to post that. Yeah. I'm gonna, the atomic habits, uh, James clears book. I'm going to put that in the comments, but any other things that you guys think of that might help, uh, you know, especially like I said, the MSP community, which is a large portion of our audience, uh, be able to kind of take a look at that, that this year. Yeah, I, I think like certainly, look, but in terms of like having the revenue goals, and something I should have paid more attention to when I was running mine is focusing less on the revenue and trying to improve efficiencies and then actually increasing the profit rather than the revenue. So actually, looking at what you've currently got and what can you do with you know your existing systems, your processes, your staff, your customers to just, uh, I'm not saying like you want to go and claw back a load of profit that, that you know, might be there somewhere, but there are ways and things you can do. Things like, I'm sure there are still some MSPs out there that haven't put their prices up. And I, you know, you a thousand million percent should have by now at least put your price up on something like your support pricing, certainly obviously Office 365 now or Microsoft 365 going up every every quarter now, did you say, Scott, with the, with the price every, increases? Every six months, every six months. Every six months. So it's going to be, and, and Clients still aren't going to be that used to that. They're just going to go, oh, it's the IT company. They've come back with another price increase again. So in terms of like just trying to communicate that with your, cli with your clients so they understand what's going on. But just the fact that that does impact yourselves and your, your customers and the other suppliers you're buying from. And, you know, obviously inflation is still like way out of control. So just having the price increases in place. And then, yeah, hey, if you do lose a few clients, then you're still going to be probably making the same money, but off of less clients and doing less work for them. So it's doing things like that, having that kind of approach to try and, uh, again, taking that approach of kind of working less and earn more. Things you can do like automating, yeah, putting those systems and processes in place, documenting everything you've got, those kind of things that means you can then step away from the business or maybe some of your staff can step away from the business and then the things carry on going. You know, the things still happen every single day. So just trying to pay more attention to, to what you can do with what you've currently got rather than trying to constantly reach for more. I know the big, you know, the biggest thing we all hear, you know, certainly from probably from Andrew's point of view is yes, it's the more money. I want more clients. I want more and want more, 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 more. But actually stop looking at the, I want more, start looking at the, what can I do with what I've got to be better? And I think that's a really important thing because you can do a hell of a lot with what you've got. We, you know, we're all techies. We can figure out more efficient ways to do certain things or, you know, cut down the amount of hours you spend on your billing process. Anything you can do to save your time and money, 
that will be reinvested back in you know elsewhere whether that's taking time out to spend it with your family or investing it in the business to then maybe doing something else with with your business and creating new products and services yeah amen to that yeah and it's it's funny because i had one one client that i coached last year is doing a half million dollars in revenue wants to get to a million and when you, when you kind of paint that picture for him, what's that, what does that look like for staff? What does that look like for your time? Okay, mind you, he was only paying himself 50 grand on $500,000 in revenue. So I'm like, you know, when you help him to see, that, okay, by the time you hit a million, you now have, you know, eight to six to eight people that you're now responsible for. You now have six to eight lives that are going to come into effect and play a part in business. That's just what happens. Uh, people's personal lives that you're going to have to manage, uh, and then profit margin. If you're if you make the if you're making less profit at a million dollars than you are at half a million dollars, like I just painted a picture. How how does that make sense just from a business perspective? Yeah, you hit that million dollars in revenue. Great, you can post that in all the social media forums for IT folks out there that I did that. But like to me, it just didn't make any sense. I'm like. I looked at it, you know, the numbers and I'm like, there are ways where you can make a hundred thousand dollars yourself out of $500,000 in revenue. Right. And when you help him to see that, then it, that to me gets me up, that gets me motivated more. How do I create the systems that allow me to get hundred thousand dollars in revenue, which I should be getting at that point for that much work. And how do I create the systems to do that? Um, but I think too, you know, Richard, you touched on that too, is, is when, when you get to that point, whatever it's goals, whatever you call that inside your business is once you've got those things dialed in, like for you, it's your three words for the year. Uh, how do, how do you, how would you, uh, kind of disseminate that to your staff and be able to share them to get them on board to help you drive towards that? Cause I think, you know, again, throwing a million dollars in revenue out there to your staff, I mean, let's be honest, that doesn't get people motivated. That's like, Absolutely nobody's going to yeah. do anything for that just because you want to make a million dollars. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, Pete already mentioned this about communication. So Scott talked about communicating with clients to let them know about the uh, Microsoft um, license changes. Pete talked about communicating price increases with your clients and things. So all about communication, especially with your own team. Now, I remember back when I used to run my MSP business and I used to go to great events like IT Nation and CompTIA and other things like that. And I'm a great note taker. Uh, I would sit there and I'd be inspired by people delivering keynote presentations and I'd have loads of brilliant ideas for the MSP. And I'd come back to the office and I'd say, right, everyone, gather around. I've got some ideas. And people would go, oh, for God, sure. They would just slump down because they'd be like, here he comes with a load of harebrained ideas that he's going to want to uh, us to implement for what reason? So what I started doing when I was an MSP and coming back, we would choose, I would choose one of those ideas and I'd say, hey, I came across this idea here. I think it makes a lot of sense for these reasons. And I think the benefit to us will be this. What do you guys think? And we would discuss the ideas. We'd almost do a download of the information and, and then discuss it and then move forward with things there. And so to this day, in fact, just uh, uh, before we came on air, I was speaking to my team about an idea uh, that I've had uh, for the business. And I've said, what do you think about it? How can we implement this? How can we make this look? 
in in you know work in the right way and so i think communication is super super important if you go back to my three words for the year you know you'll remember that i said one of my words was share and so when i write that blog post my three words for 2023 and what they mean to me that's my way of sharing with my team so it's all well and good for me to go oh yeah i've got these three words for the business but my team need to know what does that mean for me what does Richard's vision mean for the business, mean for what we're going to do on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, and so for me, communication, number one on that list, you've got to be able to communicate your vision to other people, to the stakeholders within business, even to your partners, to your clients and, and things of that nature, you know, people of that nature, super important communication. Yeah. Uh, two sure. things I want to just mention there. Um, in terms of communicating with like your staff there is something and, and going back to speaking about traction by gina wickman one thing that um we implemented and i've implemented with a few of my clients as well is the, the like the management level meetings so even if you're a tiny msp or an nimble msp and you've only got a very small team or if you know certainly if you're growing as you start kind of getting people who are responsible in various areas of the business say you've got a bookkeeper or an accounts person maybe you've got someone who's the service desk team leader maybe you've got an account manager, even though they're not necessarily um, managers in their roles, you know, because you don't really instantly hire five managers, you have kind of the, the, the techies first, and then you can put management on top. But as you start kind of putting together um, this, this management team, make sure you have someone from each of those departments or teams in that meeting. So you want to have someone that kind of has a responsibility for the bookkeeping or the accounts and the service desk and the you know, new sales, technically, whether that might be an account manager or a salesperson, because when you go to those meetings with those crazy harebrained ideas, then at that level, you can kind of have those discussions and say, yeah, these, these are the thoughts I've had. What do you think? Mainly because, because I, I had the exact same thing as Richard. I walk in, here's what we're doing today. And everyone kind of goes, oh God, <laughs> not again. But at least if you kind of inform and like have the discussion with that management team, even though they're not management, so to speak, because you're sharing the information and knowledge around at least a certain level of people, then it, it kind of moves the discussions away from you when everyone else kind of looks at you and go, oh, he's been an idiot again. What's he done? This, this is a waste of time. And actually moves those discussions to that management team. So now the management team are aware of what's happening and now they can kind of voice their you know, concerns to the management team. And at least they're in a position where they can actually answer rather than probably having this more gossipy thing going on with everyone just kind of agreeing and you disappear into your office and you start working on those crazy new ideas. So that was kind of one of them of having that management team in place. Even if you don't have one, even if you're too small, just start kind of putting that and putting that team together as you grow. And the second point I had was um, going back to the, the goal side of things. Um, everyone's quite focused, I feel, on the, the the business goals of like the growth and the profit and the you know all those kind of things. But I always think that, and, and I was trying to print it out, but um, I can't reach the printer right now. But the we literally print off our annual plan, and it's split into two. It's got the business goals at the top, and it's got the personal goals down the bottom. So things like holidays, of course, they're in the personal goals. But but honestly, like anything else. Think about for your, your own kind of well-being of what do you want to do this year? Do you want to do more sports? Do you want to get into a new hobby? Do you want to go and, I don't know, watch more gigs or more theatre or just those kind of things? And um, I, I had to add it back into my to-do kind of reminders checklist today because I kept forgetting because I took it out after a while after getting used to it. But just... I mean, talk about systemizing and processing thing, um, doing process of things, but just like having a reminder every week or every day or every other week 
to speak to a friend, arrange to meet up with them, yeah. go and do something with them. And having those kind of preset things in there. I, I've even got like silly, silly things like arranging a date night, which sounds stupid, like having to arrange a date night, but just making sure we're having a date night with my wife. So every, again, once a month or once every other week, we're actually making sure we're spending time together, you know, without the kids and those kind of things. So just having those personal goals in place, whether you need to put a process or a reminder in place, whatever, to make sure you're doing it. But just make sure you're take caring of, taking care of that stuff as well, not just focusing on the, well, I need to hire somebody. I need to you know, get a new car for somebody, like the, which I feel are more, I guess, financially driven within the business. Think about, you know, you're doing this for yourself, you know, really, like for yourself and your family. So bring that back down to what could you do this year to make you happier? Um, things for me, for example, I want to, I want to get back into my music. I want to go and play play my drums again. I haven't played those for years. I do want to get back into ice hockey, but I'm also getting quite lazy to get out, put all the gear on, go and skate around for like two hours, and then it's like midnight by that time. But I really do want to get back into it again. Um, definitely having some more time out, spending more time with the family, going out with more friends. I think Richard, you, ha I think it was you actually that set that um, kind of thought on to me. Where you go out for a walk every day and you kind of phone a phone a random contact in your phone, or you, you phone somebody yeah. just for a bit of a. Bit of it's interesting because uh, I remember phoning you, Pete, didn't I, for a bit of a natter while I was out for a walk uh, the one day uh, to talk about it. But yeah, it, it's it's a really simple thing. There's actually applications uh, for this. Uh, and again, this is a system, isn't it? What Pete's talking about here. It's a system to remind you uh, to do these things, you know. And um, so the system that I had back in the day was, okay, I know that going out for a walk is good for me. I know that talking to other people is good for me. So I'll go out for a walk every day and give somebody a call. Really simple. But I used a, a tool called coach.me and it set a reminder in there and it said, hey, Richard, go out for a walk and give somebody a call. And that actually you know, finessed that a little bit more. Because like, who shall I call? Who shall I call? I've got a list of like 10, 20 people who I really get energized from speaking to. Uh, and when they're not available, I phone Pete. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, it's a very long time. <laughs> but th that's the point. It just, you know, it, it, it get, gets the habit ingrained in you. And now I don't need that reminder because it's become a habit that I go and do that I know nourishes me. In just the same way when we were uh, little children, you know, your parents had to nag you to clean your teeth every day. And you didn't really see the, uh, the, the point of it, but you did it for so long. And now you just clean your teeth. You have a shower every day like routine don't you so that's what it comes down to again what james clear says you know don't rely on willpower just go down to you fall down to wherever your systems are they'll get you through exactly i had the same thing with um watering the plants i thought i'd have that you know i, I basically deleted it from my reminders and i was like i've got this now this thing up here has been dying for the last two months and i've not noticed oh. and i keep looking at it going oh, it's starting to look a bit dead and then I still completely ignore it. So I just added the reminder oh, back into my diary today. To like CES a couple of years ago. I know you, you and I both missed out going to Las Vegas this year for it. I want to go next year. But they have a load of plant technology. You can get like raspberry pies and stuff that will feed your plants yeah. and water them and stuff. Super cool. <laughs> but we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll, you know what? We should plan that because I've been wanting to do CES as well for a while. Maybe we'll do a not an MSP show broadcast from CES next year. Who knows? Oh, uh, I am would be cool. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I've decided I'm definitely doing CES. I'm seeing all the announcements come out this year. That would be dope. Let's get the fight booked now. Yeah. Aaron Straczynski shared his three words, uh, service, integrity, and connection. So awesome three that. words there. Yeah. And I think Aaron, 
Aaron pointed out his goal for 2023 is making better connections. So, Aaron, I've just connected with you on LinkedIn. So I hope awesome. that's a uh, start, start there. Sweet. We'll just keep building the network. Scott, do you have anything that you wanted to share on the, on that lines of sharing with your team or just anything, any lessons that you've learned about goal setting and, and getting your team uh, bought into that process? Yeah, I think it also comes down to like the, 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 the fun side of what Pete was saying, which is when you come back with all these crazy ideas, actually then communicating them back to the team. Um, you don't always have all the right answers. <laughs> and I think that's such an obvious thing as the as the the owner, the operator, the player manager, whatever your your role is, is that you think you have all the answers and you, and it's it's on you to come up with all of the strategy and the tactics for the year of how you're going to grow the business. But actually, when you have those communications, and that's true now when we're in this small MSP, but also when I was in some of the larger ones, is that actually speaking with the the team on the ground who do the job day to day. They've got much better insights as to what the pains are, what the challenges are, you know, where things are really going wrong than, than you do sometimes at that 10,000 feet level. Um, and I think it comes down to quite a few things that we've talked about, you know, taking some time out to give yourself some clarity, to get away from the day-to-day -day noise. But in order to do that, you need to, as I always like to say, keep on trying to make yourself useless, okay? Which comes back to everything you guys have been saying, put the systems in place, challenge yourself on a on a you know a weekly basis at least to say is this something i should be doing this task that i'm doing right now is there someone else who could do it better faster than me can i outsource it can i automate it is this something that can just be taken off my plate completely so that when i'm not here when i do take my holidays or it's the weekend or i want to go to ces in vegas that it it, it just gets done right it's a system it's it's taken care of with that in place, you then get the breathing room to then take a step back. And for me, it's it's all about not judging yourself. You guys talked about this already, and I feel like I'm just restacking what you said, but it's about not judging what you see on LinkedIn and social media of what everyone else is doing and how everyone else is having an amazing year. And everyone's winning you know, new customers and making so much money. They're not. It's just you know, you're, you're getting uh, a snapshot of what's happening that day. Uh, and people have really great days and you have really great days and you put it on social media, but you don't see everything that's happening in the background. And I think we've talked about this before, where if, if your life and your business is a movie reel, you cannot judge what's happening in that movie by one single frame of a picture that's put on social media that day. And that's what we're getting. We're just getting this one second snapshot out of all of these frames that happened in that one second as well. So don't, please don't base your goals or your activities or your plans on what you think everyone else is doing. What's going to be good for you? How are you going to make space for yourself so that you can then be valuable? I think Mary said this earlier, you can't help anyone else if you don't take care of yourself. So get that space in, get those systems in place, build yourself some margins. I'm all about margins. Margins are really important for me because I can start to feel overwhelmed if I don't have my margins. Yeah, I need those buffers in certain places. And that that really helps then to be able to just get some time, get some clarity, stop firefighting and figure out what is it we're doing? What do we want? And when you talk to the team, like this is what I want for the business. And they go, well, you know, I was thinking some other things. Oh, cool. Okay. How do we incorporate that into this vision or how do we you know, change the plan? Actually, we were in total different directions. What, what, let's, let's, you know, let's talk this through. Rather than you just kind of swooping in and going, well, 
this is what we're going to do. It has to be a communicative process. Otherwise, you're not all on the same page. And I, and I, I know that's different in larger MSPs. Don't get me wrong. I've been in those PE-backed, um, funded MSPs. And yeah, the goal was simple. Tell everyone that we care about customers and we care about service and we care about products. And in the background, slash as many costs as you can and make as much money as you can because we're going to sell in three years. Um, but that's very different to when you're in your growth phase of your MSP and you genuinely, you know, what? I guess I'd ask, what's, what is your goal? Do you, do you want to sell? Do, are you thinking about selling your MSP at some stage? And so that needs to form part of, of everything that you're doing along that path to get there. Your, your people, your processes, your products, your margins, how you're categorizing things every month, like the costs and, and the sale prices and the margins on a per service basis so that you can understand that deeply and we can start to say, hey, we need to fire products, fire customers. We need to stop selling things. We need to sunset things because this all is on a path towards I'm selling the business in five years. And if I'm doing that, I need to systemize. I need to step back. I need to make sure there's a management team in place that can run this without me. But if you're not thinking that and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm happy. You know, Pete, you made this point before saying, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I, I could do this forever. Then stopping and going, do I want to do this forever? Hmm. And then suddenly you were selling a business, right? But if if you're not thinking of selling, what what is your plan? What is your long-term? Are you happy with the level of work and effort that you're putting in? Could you be doing less, you know, and still making the same money? Like Andrew, you did last year. You managed to take half a year to renovate your house. That's amazing. And still pull in the same revenues. What, what, is, what is your goal for this year? What is it you want to get out of it? And I think that's going to help drive your decisions, you know, your conversations with your team and really thinking about that. Because if we don't, like I said, we're just going to breeze and it'll be June and we're halfway through the year. We're pulling together Q2's numbers and going, oh, hey, we've uh, we've bumbled our way into Q2 and we've made some more money. Um, not as much as we would have liked. Okay, cool. Where was your plan to make more? Where was your plan to cut costs? Where was your plan to systemize? Or maybe you're in June going, I still can't take a dividend payment. I still can't give myself that pay rise. I still can't book in a holiday. I still can't take a weekend away. Well, you haven't put the, the legwork in in this first six months to go, how do I make that happen? If that's what you needed out of this year, how are you going to make that happen? So I think you guys have nailed it for me today in, in giving up so many great suggestions. And I think I'm just restacking what you said, but um, I think there's such, such a great opportunity right at the beginning of the year it's always that trigger point, I think, for people to stop and think. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it's January. I think it's, you know, it's always end of new year, start of new year, new year's resolutions. Everyone goes, oh, what should we do with the business this year? This is something that could happen any month, any month or any weekend where you go, man, I did not get a weekend off this weekend, Monday morning. Cool. What is my plan so that I can have weekends off? It can happen anytime, but now's as good a time as any. Let's get some plans in. What is it you want? I'd love to see in the chat what people want. I know we've only got a few minutes left, but what do you want for you this year? What do you want for your team this year? And then how are you going to make that happen? That's that's the thing you want to be asking yourself right now. Scott, there's something you, you said there that I think is super important as we come to the end of our, our time. And that's about checking in to make sure you're heading in the right direction because we also like 2022 has just sort of disappeared. We are now almost... 
uh, halfway through January of 2023. So some people are going to be like, holy cow, what's going on here? Before you know it, it'll be June. Before you know it, it'll be September and so on. So when you put together these plans, when you put together these goals, regularly checking in on them is super, super important. And so going back to Pete's suggestion about setting systems in place, set yourself a system now that says once a month, once a week, whatever it might be, that you check your goals. Are we heading in the right direction for this? And the analogy that I was taught many, many years ago about this is that, you know, you can set a direction, but even airline pilots, you know, they are constantly, constantly, constantly making micro adjustments to where they're going. Because otherwise, if they only checked once an hour or once every two hours or whatever, they're going to be miles off course because that's just the nature of the way that we head out. So doing those checks, you can set systems in place. And, and again, for me, you know, linking back into my three words for the year, share being one of them, one of the benefits to sharing your goals, sharing your plans, sharing your aspirations with other people is the accountability that can come with it. So, you know, I've put my three words out there. These guys on the call here know what my three words for the year are. And as friends, they're going to hold me accountable and say, you know, you talk about taking this other project on, Richard. My team are going to be saying, do we need to do that? Because you want to slow down this year as well. So accountability, uh, checking in, really super important, I think. Oh, you muted there, Andrew. I've lost Andrew, yeah. There we go. Yeah. See, I, I mean, muted myself because I've been coughing all morning. So yes. any any other parting shots as uh, we come up on the top of the hour, guys? I was going to add one more, and it's completely Shoot. not loosely related to what we're talking about, but just something that, kept, that came out when uh, one of you guys was talking. But everyone has a, um, a, a moment, I think, where they've realized they've not been billing something properly. So talking about like increasing profits and making more money and those kind of things. So th this is your reminder if you're listening or watching this to just go and spend some time and just go look through the costs that you're spending money on. Make sure you're billing them onto your customers at the proper rate. Like I, I, my moment was um, we were billing a lease line that was like a two or three hundred pound a month circuit for for twenty or thirty pounds a month because we hadn't actually updated their DSL connection on their invoice to the lease line connection um, for like eighteen months like to two 18 months to two years or so of their three-year contract um so and I've, i know one of my clients has had that very recently where they were down about a thousand pounds um for for not billing things on so that there, there might be money literally sat there on the table you've just not you know figured out where it is in your systems uh, it happened for us normally when we changed our um telecoms billing because that was like that's obviously the nightmare because you've got lines going all over the place you've got circuits and like reference numbers with no client names it's just trying to figure out where all those are going so yeah, just a, just a quick reminder to um, just uh, ha have a look through your billing and make sure you've not missed anything there. Yeah, for oh, sure. I want to I tag on because just in the very <laughs> same vein, uh, sorry, I know we're at time. Go, go um, ahead. I remember Robert, Robert Gibbons at Cara uh, told me how he's performed in terms of growth over the last 12 months without focusing on acquiring new customers. And it's that thing that we've talked about before on this show. Here's my list of customers down the left-hand side. Here are my list of products along the top in a spreadsheet or you know any other system that you like. And here's which customers take which products. And then we go and we cross-sell because we've already won those customers. They already like us. They know us. They trust us. They would be prepared to have a conversation about a different product or service that they don't currently take from us. And then we're going to go through and we're going to go and upsell to those guys or cross-sell. But 
it's so much easier. We know this. It's so much easier to sell more to the same customers. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you've got great products. You've got great services. It will increase your revenue. You're not having to go and find a new technology or find the next big thing or figure out how chat GPT is going to change your customer service automation bots this year. You're just going to go and sell more of the same stuff to your existing customers. How easy is that? That's something you should definitely be doing this year. Yeah. Hey, Scott. That. Go ahead, we, Richard. We, we, sorry, Andrew. We discussed it on the show before, haven't we, Andrew? Scott, and, um, and we've talked about how MSPs hate that word sell because of the connotations mm. that come with it. Scott, <laughs> I know like like me, you're a huge fan of uh, the great Bob Berg, uh, author of uh, The Go-Giver with John David Mann. I heard Bob Berg talking about you know this uh, uh, upselling, the word that we use, and he's rephrased it as upserving. And I love oh, that. I so I think that like could that. be a great way to reframe that going forward. Uh, how can we upserve our clients? Because it's all about the service, isn't it? So I just thought I'd throw that out there as a, as a, a Berg bonus tip at the end. <laughs> no, that's a great idea because I've, I've actually been in touch with with Robert to, I want to interview him this year on how he did that because the last toll I had, he was a 65% increase in their revenue last year wow. without selling anything new. That was just upsell, upserving. Amazing. I like that. Upserving his current customers. Yeah. So. All right, yeah, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, please leave comments what your favorite words uh, for this year are uh, because we do keep keep track of the comments even after the shows are, are done. If you're listening to this on the podcast, do the same thing because we want to make sure that we support you on whatever your goals, systems, or words of the year are, uh, whatever you want to term that. Um, let's, let's thank the people that were... Tuning in live, uh, Jason Kelmsley, Aaron Straczynski, Stephen McCormick, Mary Signorelli, uh, Ian Groves, uh, Scotty Millar from IT Rockstars, my buddy Corey Munson from PCmatic, and Tom Miller. See, Tom, Tom, I wanted to get that to the top of the show. He said his goals are fulfilled every other Friday. So I didn't get to I'll have to ping him to see what that is all about. And one more, one more jumping in the here. Anthony Julian said, his three words are share, examine, and heal. Oh, I love it. Heal's a good one. I think it, that's a lot of people are looking for that uh, this year. Um, it's weird. Last year was like, I feel like we just took a sucker punch last year, and we're kind of coming into this year a little wobbly, uh, at least from what I've seen talking to folks. So uh, Mary says, yep, always refreshing content. Um, Anthony Julian said, yes. Is that a compliment show. for us or is that her three words? The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, there Mary. You go. Thank you, Mary, for tuning in. Thank you guys for uh, the time this week. I think, like I said, I think it was a good kickoff uh, for the new year as we start a new season together of the Not an MSP show. Uh, I think uh, Richard had an idea for next week's show, which I like having difficult conversations with clients. Uh, so yeah, tune in next week as we give you some advice, because I think most of us, every one of us here have had that difficult, uh, conversation or conversations, uh, with some clients as well. Uh, but yeah, Mary said that's definitely a compliment, Richard. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mary. Appreciate it. That's going to wrap the show for this week. Thank you again for uh, tuning in live. Those of you listening on the podcast or on the replay, thank you. We appreciate all the support uh, that you give us. If there's a topic that you want us to cover in a future episode, please put that in the comments. You know how to reach all of us on our socials. Uh, we're pretty pretty apparent on, on social media, so 
love to hear from you. Love to hear what your thoughts are on this, this week's show as well. So that will cover it for this week. I will see you gentlemen next week and everybody do what is necessary and be safe out there.